All right, how you getting on, you will? How's things? How's your granny for slack? Is she ever bloody off the bloody IMs? Is she? Instant messengers. Um, sorry, I'm shouting shy. I'm just in the door uh, from a phenomenal time at the Kilkenny Cattle House with doing the first live podcast um, since uh, Christmas 2019. Uh, so it was a real buzz and I really thank everyone who came out. want to thank the Kilkenny Cat Laughs for having me as part of their summer series. There's still um, another week there next week if you are in the area or if you want to go down. I want to thank people who fucking travelled down. I was chatting to people on the train on the way down. I was chatting to people on the train back. It was a real, it was a real nice buzz and for a show at five o'clock uh, on a Monday before people have even had a drink, um, there was serious uh, energy in the room and people, even though they were two metres apart and everything, were, were, <laughs> were being really good because I got a bit needy and I'm like, give me laughs. So I turned a bit of a needy bitch um, and I was all like, I was like attacking people for not, <laughs> for not laughing. And, um, you know, even when people were just listening, people were just listening, you know, comfortably. Um, so... You know, but it has all that kind of excitement and jitters at the top, as you'd expect. And then we kind of really get into it. I'm talking about fame on this pod. I'm talking about weird celebrity encounters I've had. I'm talking about weird, um, weird things that people expect you to do when you have some notoriety. Um, and uh, and the, my, my craziest celebrity encounter. And also everyone who sent me in the amazing stories that on Instagram of weird celebrity encounters they had. I'm going to try and get back to everyone uh, on Instagram about it. But uh, I do mention, I think, most 90% of the people, but I'm sorry if I got too excited and I didn't say your name. Do send me a message and I'll say it on, a, on an upcoming pod. Um, but it was such a buzz and I'm so excited. I really want to do some more live podcasts as well. In the next, in the next couple of weeks, I will be announcing some of those live shows. So for people who... For people who had tickets and the, and the gigs were cancelled, um, if in some way there's no there's you know you're not able to you know uh, get tickets for a show or something like that, um, maybe I shouldn't be saying that. I <laughs> know you should. There should be. It's going to be very exciting what's coming up. So you should everyone who who unfortunately did you know had a ticket for the cancelled shows, um, they're not transferable, but. I think you will be able to get access to these shows. A lot of them are going to be the same venues. We just have to reorganize it. So again, apologies for that, but I'm very excited because there is going to be some pretty exciting shows coming up. Um, let me tell you about the sponsors of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. They're good pals. And they're such good pals, they get me to take my kit off. <laughs> Wait, hang on. No, they're good pals. And they're, they're, I'm so comfortable around them, I don't mind getting my kit off and acting sexy with my fellow young guys, um, Shane Danburn and Killian Sunderman. If you haven't checked out our sexy Young Hot Guys calendar from September to September, how many calendars do that? You need to go to the DLD.com, grab yourself a calendar. They're all for charity. It's all for GCN, Gay Community News, which has been a uh, source of news information um, for the LGBTQ plus community since 1988. Um, and uh, it is, you know, it's a, it's a charity we've, we've supported in the past and will be continue, probably <laughs> continue to do so. So you should check it out. Uh, and also, while you're over there, the, uh, over there on the DLD.com, you want to check out, I keep pushing this old fashioned, but I think it's the best thing the, uh, the Dubliner have ever done. It's a tasty ass whiskey. I gave a bottle of their new beer cask uh, range with Rascals Brewing Company, uh, old fashioned. Just Just look up, Dublin, Dubliner Old Fashioned. And I gave it to a pal of mine who was helping me drill some holes in some walls because he's a man. Um, but women and MPs like it too. And he said it was delicious. He loved it. Um, and he, like myself, over a long period of time, responsibly rinsed through it. 
Um, so thank you again, the Dubliner. Um, thank you again, the Cat Laughs. And I also want to thank my good pal, Jordan Daniel, who's on this uh, pod. Uh, he's the man on the ones and twos. He's a tan, but don't hold that against him. And he's very funny. And it was really nice having him on stage because it just felt like I was talking to a pal. And it was a nice way to uh, feel comfortable on stage when I haven't really done a live podcast like this before. So again, thank you to him. Um, and thank you. This is Fame live at the Cat Laughs. Enjoy. Thanks for that. Um, Tony, you know you can spend longer than five minutes on the catchphrase, right? If you're thinking about it. <laughs> if I do think Your about it, yeah. catchphrase is just hello. So the person here speaking before they were introduced is uh, my good friend and podcasting partner, Jordan Daniel. Hello. Thank you. And Jordan has a very important job of using his index finger for a handful of slides. Isn't that right? Yeah, I'm the, who's that lanky gobshite from Pointless? Jesus, come on, man. Sorry, Richard Osman. Richard Osman, yeah. This is going public, by the way, this, uh, <laughs> this podcast, and I do like Richard Osman. Um, but how are we all doing? Look, I may, <laughs> I may as well do my COVID material. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> we've got another three months of it. So hey, but I'm mad, fucking couple of months, and years. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a mad couple of years, uh, mad year and a half with this COVID. See, I keep changing it. I keep changing the dates every, every gig. No, here, this is actually true. I was doing a gig a couple of months ago, and it's taught me now in a post-COVID world that audience participation that isn't planned isn't a good idea. I was chatting. I was trying to do a bit of crowd work, right? And I was chatting to one, some person at the front, and I said, uh, Sir, uh, first gig out now since COVID. Uh, well, what is it you do? And he goes, I'm on the PUP. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And then I moved on to the lady who was right beside him. I said, and, and madam, what is it you do? And she goes, nothing, I'm on the PUP as well. And I said, well, at least you're two PUPs in a pod. <laughs> and uh, no one laughed. Uh, and then I said, well, look, are you, are you at least dating uh, at the moment? And they, po they both said, no, that's illegal. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I suppose it is. And then, uh, and then I said, all right, what's the maddest thing uh, you've done in the last year? And he goes, Zoom funeral. I said, fuck this. You know what I mean? <laughs> what a downer. Um, so we're not going to be talking about that. This, we're not talking about COVID. We're not getting down about this. We're talking about fame today. Uh, I asked on my socials, um, that's how influencers talk. Um, I asked on my socials uh, if anyone had any mad celebrity encounters, because we're going to be talking about fame, we're going to be talking about times you've maybe come in contact with a celebrity or something like that. So if anyone here has any of those stories, I would love to hear them. There's a couple of microphones here. And do it, go on, just do it. You'd be like, oh, would you, who the fucking will say the thing about how, you know, Jim Carrey, you know, tittled me feet or whatever. Do it. It's the only time, this is going to go out to thousands of people. <laughs> tomorrow, so do do it. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that. Uh, I'm gonna be telling you about uh, a mad story I had, probably my maddest celebrity encounter story. Um, and we're gonna have a bit of audience participation with a brand new live episode of The Frigid. <laughs> so you do that and then you kind of lean in to be like fucking applaud that shit now. Um, <laughs> So I thought we'd just maybe, I don't know, I have a can here, talk about what, what, what I've been up to, uh, yeah. what I've been up to, George. Um, and what have you been up to, Tony? 
<laughs> Sorry, not to set off on such a downer. I spilled... Is anyone here a subscriber of the, my Patreon podcast? Thank you very much. Thank you for that. You've got too much money. Yeah. Hey, come on. Um, you can't. It's non-refundable. Um, no, you might know that on Friday I couldn't post a, a Patreon podcast because I spilled a fucking latte on my computer. Like, fucking... <laughs> like, just through my computer. Just through the fan, through the GPU, the CPU as well. The USBs? The USBs were wet as well. And it was just absolutely devastating. And I genuinely, as an adult, stood up and I screamed, No! <laughs> when was the last time? When was the last time you screamed, No? Probably when England lost. Oh, hey. Hey, here we go. Sorry. Should point out um, Jordan is a tan. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I'm drinking this uh, Guinness Original, because it makes me feel like uh, how my ancestors used to feel when they oppressed you all. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get in touch. Yeah. He's a tan, but he's my tan. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pedophile, as I've been described. Yeah, you are a pedophile. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. You came here a pedophobe. attracted to Irish children. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. But uh, I, I, I honestly, I felt like fucking Darth Vader just fucking screaming at my latte. And I was, you know what, you, things you say to yourself, like, I'm not good at, like, solving things really quick. The first thing I was like, well, I'm going to have to suck it out. <laughs> like venom. I'm going to have to suck out, like, venom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I need a bit... belt and I need oil. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I'm going to have to suck out every USB. I'm going to have to suck out every port. And I'm going to have to like lick it. You know, like, you know when you cut your finger and it's too bad and it's bleeding, you're like, oh shit, that's still going. That's still. It was that whole feeling of like, I'm just going to have to suck it out. Uh, and then I was like beating myself up and I was like, why a latte, you yuppie piece of shit? <laughs> I was just saying to myself, you fucking yuppie piece of shit. And so I called uh, the first, the top search for computer repair. And it was a guy called Gary's Repair Shop, right? And he goes, and I called up and I'm like, look, I'm trying to keep calm because it's still wet with latte and I said look Gary what's the crack bro uh, look I'm, I'm trying to keep my composure here but I currently have a pint of latte dribbling through my computer here and he's like well you came to the right place Gary's repair shop's been around for about 20 years like Gary you're not listening right now you're not listening you need to tell me exactly what it is I need to do I was about to suck it off a second ago <laughs> and he and I was like fair, that's your go-to <laughs> it is problem solver. It is, yeah. You Let know, me suck that. Yeah, I just, I just, you see it as an issue. Just, oh, you know. Um, so I, uh, so then he was like, "All right, well, you did the right thing, which was just uh, leave it. Just leave it." Which is probably the first time in my life I'm like, "Great job, you did. Fuck all." Yeah. You know, and I, as a parent, sometimes I think that's a good. You know, I'm like, Terry, leave it. It'll be grand. You know. And it doesn't he'll really learn to clean himself. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he won't keep shitting himself if he just, <laughs> we leave it there. He'll learn that's not what you're supposed to do. Um, sorry, I feel like I'm very crass up top. I'm just so excited, guys. I'm just so excited to be here. I should have brought a swear jar up here. I've been threatening to do that for a while. Um, and he said, no, you did a great thing. You left it alone. Ma on buccal, you know, which was exactly the fucking daddy shit I was after when I picked up the phone. Um, but great news, guys. He said... It smells amazing, and it's working again. The PC is working again. Tony, I um, I have 
that reminds me of something actually. My brother works for some uh, P not PC computer thing. When there's crimes in the UK, mm -hmm. my brother goes to the crime scene and he takes the computer away. Right, so he works for a company that looks at. He basically his job is to look at the worst stuff you've ever seen, you know, to build a case. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. And uh, <laughs> they call all the dust that's in these computers that they take apart and look. They call that pedo dust. Oh my god. Yeah. So if anything, you've learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> so the the relevant through line was computers. Computers. <laughs> Speaking of computers. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, when it just, because when it poured through and the fans started spraying back out latte, and it was like, ta -ta 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 -ta. I tell you, don't mind uh, removing slurs from Fairy Tale in New York. That was PC gone mad. <laughs> you know? In many ways, that's you. That was probably exactly how your ancestors felt on Omaha Beach, you know, watching their friends die in their arms. <laughs> on D Day. On D Day. Yeah. <laughs> on D Day it's Beach. Exactly the same <laughs> feeling. It kind of is, though, and it shouldn't be. That's how fucking privileged I am. It shouldn't be hugging it with her towel. And I was like, does anyone have 90 kilos of rice? <laughs> just so I can just put this in. Um, but what else is in the news? Oh, bloody Leo Varadkar. Oh, my God, guys. What do you think? Boo, am I right? What is he doing? Am I right? Yeah. What do you think of, what do you think of the Leo Varadkar? Oh, my God. Do you know, I think uh, should, they should change the name of the, the doll uh, from the 34th doll to bloody uh, the circus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Um, do you know what they should call it instead of the, uh, the doll? They should call it uh, Cirque de So Late with this roadmap for the entertainment sector. <laughs> Some laughs. Okay. <laughs> Make a note of that. I will. I know who it was. Um, no, but what a clown. Um, I tell you, <laughs> you can see when I, when I think of it. I tell you, uh, I, I always knew those bloody politicians were clowns ever since uh, their T-shirt was called Charles. Ha <laughs> Couple of laughs up there, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I tell you, when you're named after a bloody clown's nose, you know you're, you know you're, <laughs> again. Um, what else is there? <laughs> uh, what else? So look, we're going to be talking about fame here. Uh, Circuit is so late with the roadmap, I've said. Great. You said the clown thing, right? I said the clown thing, yeah, it went down a storm. Um, so look, I want to talk about fame because I think a lot of people have weird celebrity encounters sometimes that they maybe come in contact with a celebrity. Now, you know, I'm reluctant <laughs> to admit that, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm somewhat of a celebrity, okay? Like, I'm not making a big deal about it. Um, but something that you're asked to do uh, when you become a celebrity is you're asked to like, you know, use a platform for something. Um, and I, uh, <laughs> I was asked to be part of a, a Movember campaign. And that's when I really knew that, you know, I was uh, a man. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I meant by that. I didn't, I didn't really have an end to that. Um, but I was doing this Movember uh, campaign. And uh, all right. I just, uh, I want to show you the picture that that we that was used for it, and, and act like you haven't seen this photo before. Act like you haven't seen this photo. So this is me and James and fellow peer uh, influencer James Cavanagh here. Uh, and a mate sent me this recently. I forgot this because he was looking at a reference picture, and he's <laughs> this is me did a text, and he's like, "You both look like you survived Epstein's island." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you're and you're letting it all hang out. You look like those two lads in that MJ documentary. <laughs> We're not that hot. <laughs> okay, that's a kind of a pedo dust joke there. Um, it wasn't a joke, it was a fact. I know it was a fact to do with computers. Uh, but 
when uh, when I went to this shoot, it was like they do that thing. They were trying to do for November. They were trying to make it look like you know this is you know you know Michael Jordan the Last Dance, and so you have that whole thing where it's like, we just want to get footage of you, you know coming in and being like huh. you know this recording you you know like fixing your shirt authentic. So they had me fake that for about ten minutes like. <laughs> And they wanted, the whole thing was they wanted to talk about your inner saboteur, you know, and if you listen to the podcast, you know that I talk about Gary, my inner saboteur, who I stole. The PC, I, Matt? No, funnily enough, not. Um, or Gary Oak from Pokemon. No, it was uh, my inner saboteur. The whole concept, really, that I've st stolen off Brezzy. <laughs> Mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Brezzy's thing, that, right? That's, that's, that's his whole vertical there. Um, no, but I talk about it a lot, so they were like, all right, will you talk about what who, how you hear Gary's voice and the things that you hear so people know that when they hear these things that that's not authentic, that it's someone, an inner saboteur trying to tell you. So they were like, can you come with a few things that maybe your inner voice, your inner saboteur says about yourself? So I had a fucking whoa, a list. I had a serious Bible, right, of stuff I wanted to say. So uh, I ended up saying something like, I'm a shit dad, right? Which they were like, that's brilliant. <laughs> they love that. But when I went down to sit down, they were like, uh, they had like a kind of a, an example script, right? And uh, I saw James Kavanagh said, this was just, if they, he couldn't think of anything, they had something for him and it said, hi, I'm James Kavanagh and sometimes I don't like myself very much. And I'm like, oh, right, that's quite deep. And then uh, I saw one they had for me and it said, there's no word of a lie. It said, hi, I'm Tony Cantwell and I'm a talentless piece of shit. <laughs> Just if you can't think of Anton Tony, <laughs> I might remind you. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And he's like, just in case you couldn't think of Anton. Be like, I think, whatever, I can think of something better than that, you know? Four-eyed, fat-lipped fucking doofus, or, you know? Um, but these are some of the perks of fame as you get to do this sort of stuff. Um, so I want to talk about um, where we where we go from here. Uh, oh yeah, so fame. Uh, so here's a couple of stories um, that we have been sent in. Um, does anyone here actually have a story that they would like to contribute? Not right now, but think about it. You can come up and say it on the mic. These fucking liars. <laughs> Some of you are sitting on a fucking gold mine, and you're not giving it to me because it's five o'clock. All right, someone here necked their pint, right? And when I finish reading these, get up here with all the bravado and tell me their story, right? Um, so I asked about weird celebrity encounters, and here's some that, uh, that, that I got in. Um, where's the ones you sent me here, George? Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, this is from Decaying with the Boys sent me this in. <laughs> On Instagram. He says, uh, I met Pierce Brosnan in Bray when I was 10, and he patted me on the head and called me a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let you know you're a good boy. <laughs> Just want to let you know. Your name's Boy. James Boy. Do <laughs> um, you know what, I actually, funnily, I, I know I, I talked about Varadkar a second ago. I actually met Varadkar before, and I, there's, a, there's a link to this Pierce Brosnan story. Uh, I, I was doing Dream Gun Film Reads, which is a really fun show where we rewrite um, movies and fill them full of jokes, and we were doing Goldeneye for the Dublin Fringe. And Leo Varadkar came in, 
and he was meant to be going. He was ushered in by his assistant, and this was in Smock Alley, and there's a couple of different stages in Smock Alley. And he came into the main stage where we were, but we found out that he'd been ushered in by accident because there was some, like, you know, incredible queer theater that was happening down in the bottom. And that would look great for him. <laughs> it would look great for him to go to that, to be fair. Um, which then he ended up being ushered in to our shitty version of Goldeneye and had to, instead of watching this incredible, like, you know, spoken word queer theater, he had to watch me for an hour doing a shit Pierce Brosnan impression. <laughs> uh, for Queen and Country, you know, and all that shit. Um, so that's my story about Pierce Brosnan and uh, Varadkar. Um, oh, another Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, uh, Mark Fitzsimmons won. Pierce Brosnan in the zoo told me to fuck off when I said, all right, Pierce. <laughs> And it's unconfirmed if he was 10 years old. It is unconfirmed. Yeah. If he was a boy, he would have been like, good boy. Fuck <laughs> no, off, fuck you off. boy. You're not a boy. <laughs> fuck off, anyone who's not a boy. As you can tell, very bad Pierce Brosnan impression. Um, oh my God, here's another one. Julie Weber XX says, being pushed on the swings by Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and his son in the zoo. As a child. It feels like he's treating the zoo as a zoo, like human zoo. <laughs> Look at these plebs. Good pangolin. <laughs> he's just patting everything. Good boy. <laughs> Good ice cream. This is great. <laughs> so what happened before, I mean, what, I wonder if he was pushing the kid, it was fine, and then something happened where he just turned and he was all like, he was, he was shit at the swing, this boy. He was shit at the swing. <laughs> Really wound me up. <laughs> Fuck off. And you didn't see him when you worked at the zoo, right? No, I didn't. No. So, you know, you probably know I used to work. Uh, I used to work at Dublin Zoo. Um, you might have seen me if I was there because I looked like, because I had a, a massive hair uh, like I have now, they had to put it in a hairnet. Uh, and I had to wear that on top of my head in a hairnet with a hat on. <laughs> and so I looked like I was in the Jackson 5 walking around. Um, and we had to push, I've told you about this in the podcast, you've heard this story probably. Um, okay, I'll keep talking. Um, we had to sell, we had to sell these ice cream, uh, and basically it was these Cornetto Softs basically, right? And the thing was, you put the cone in, you pulled down a plunger and it would kind of like show you, it would like kind of make a little swirl, do a Cornetto Soft. So we were there, so, and it was, the, it was a fridge that you had to cycle around, very hilly uh, Dublin Zoo. And I remember me and my mate Joe, who's actually in the audience here. Here you are, Joe, you come up again later on. Um, we were cycling around this thing, and no one told us how to do anything. And I'm, oh, fuck, I'm butchering this story now, because <laughs> it's really interesting. Basically, we were cycling around this, uh, with this fridge, and no one told us that you had to plug it in. <laughs> it was a fucking fridge full of ice How'd cream. How do you plug in a, a mobile fridge? You're meant to cycle to a plug. Oh. <laughs> And no one told us this. So we were cycling around, and we were cycling out to the Penton Zoo, and uh, we were selling the ice cream, and the ice cream was just melting. And this kid ran over and was all like, uh, the Lord Mayor's son is missing. The Lord Mayor's son is missing. And we were like, oh, shit. Like, we're, we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> we're going we're to get in trouble because the Lord Mayor's son is missing. We have to do something about this. And then Joe, who was in Young Fianna Fáil at the time, don't hold it against him. He goes, uh, Royston Brady doesn't have a son. <laughs> and the kid fucked off. What kind of prank was this kid pulling? 
the Lord Mayor's son is missing. He doesn't have a son. <laughs> Wrong guy to prank as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we felt really. And then, so, and then we actually didn't know how to use Sally ice cream, so we had to pull, you know, pull in this thing, and we, we, we didn't realize we were pulling this thing, we were almost gonna fucking break it, and the ice cream's not coming out. We're like, what the? And then this young kid, another young kid runs up, a boy, a good boy, <laughs> runs up, and he says, you have to peel the thing off the thing. <laughs> and I was like, how do you know that? And so we peeled the thing off and pulled it and we gave him a free ice cream. But um, the Lord Mayor's son. You, <laughs> turns out Royston did have a son. Uh, all right, let's get back to some more uh, celebrity encounters. Um, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, when I was four, the edge from U2 told me I had a big nose <laughs> in the American Embassy in Dublin. You got a very big nose there. <laughs> Love to use that as a slide on my guitar. <laughs> Why would he say that to a boy? I don't know. A young boy. <laughs> You've got a big shrone. <laughs> All right, next. All right, here's a. Oh, another U2 one. All right, here we go. Um, I saw Bono in Lily's Bordello, and his security pushed me out of the way. And uh, and it's uh, and sorry, this is from Simon Lawler. I should point out. And the last one was sorry was. Uh, Declan Quinn. Um, so Simon Lawler says, uh, I saw Bono in Lily's Bordello, and his security pushed me out of the way, and I said, it's people like me that make you who you are. <laughs> <laughs> to which he stopped in his tracks, asked who said that, told his security to chill, and he shook my hand and apologized. And then I said how surprised. <laughs> and I said how surprised uh, I was surprised at how small he was in real life. <laughs> and he shook his head in disappointment and left. <laughs> I fucking made you who you are. Bono, who, who said that? Who said that? Part like part and being like a man of the people. I wanted to say sorry about that. And be like you're fucking tiny. <laughs> <laughs> this is so disappointing. <laughs> um, that won't be the last mention of Lily's Bordello tonight. Um, oh, okay, this is one of my faves, okay. I was on a train from Cardiff to London and Bradley from S Club 7 got stuck in the toilet <laughs> for like an hour and people were trying to slide biscuits to him under the crack <laughs> of the door. <laughs> Pissy biscuits. As two staff members tried to pry the door open, it was very bizarre. To have that many people involved, he must have been like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! I <fucking> scream. <laughs> like he's just taking a piss, and then he's like, oh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> people sliding biscuits. <laughs> um, sounds like the bloody doors. Uh, sounds like he probably was saying to the doors, don't, uh, no, don't stop moving. Hang on, no, it'll come to me. No. Um, Wait, there's something to do with like a club? A club bar? No, no, no. no maybe. No, no. <laughs> uh, we'll circle back. Maybe uh, you should have reached for the uh, disabled alarm. <laughs> Instead of the stars. I don't know. Um, um, all right, we got some here. We got some... Uh, uh, okay, we got some more here. Is this all right? You happy we hear more of these? All right, great. Um, I served Ben Affleck in Dunn's. Chap tried to buy 20 packets of paracetamol. <laughs> Had to explain it's only one per person. He, and he said he'd take six instead. 
He was going to kill himself. He was going to kill himself. Such a long time, isn't it? Like one pill at a time. No, you don't have to. You can take them all at once. Not how I do it. Um, all right. Oh, sorry. That was um, Carl Taylor. So thanks, Carl, if you're listening. Um, Louis Walsh. <laughs> you ever, someone here must have a Louis Walsh story as well. Right. Louis Walsh told me to fuck off on Dame Street because I said, how's Simon? <laughs> fuck off. Isn't there a video of Louis Walsh, someone saying, how big Joe? how big Joe? Willy Louis? And he goes, bigger than yours. <laughs> So's the bank balance. I hate you. The audience hates you. <laughs> <laughs> but guy, I love that one. Louis Walsh will always, it's always just someone who isn't maybe traditionally attractive. Louis Walsh on X Factor, no matter what, they could have given the most incredible performance. Could have been like Mary Byrne or whatever, and been like, you just looked like you had so much fun up there. <laughs> you, did, you went out there, you did it, and they love you. It's never like you're a star. You're a star. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, one time I saw Louis Walsh in a restaurant when I was 13, and he came up to me and said, do you want a photo or what? <laughs> it's disturbing how all these celebrities treat children. It is, yeah. Good boy. <laughs> um, all right, and um, here's another one. My dad is another Louis Walsh one. My dad was out playing golf. This isn't your dad. This is not my, my dad. Uh, my dad was out playing golf near St. Anne's Park with his mates, and back in his heyday, he was in good nick. <laughs> Poor lad. He's, <laughs> he's decayed since. <laughs> and as he was leaving, a black car rolls up, and a window rolls down to reveal Louis Walsh. I'm hoping this is on, like, the 18th green. Yeah. <laughs> he drove his car onto the golf course, <laughs> and he, he rolls down the window, and he says, I'm making the next Westlife slash Boyzone. And I want good-looking lads. So he says, I'm, I'm making the next Westlife slash Boyzone, and I want good-looking lads like you. And his dad said he couldn't sing, and though he said that didn't matter. <laughs> Which ended up being true, as we can see with the boy bands that followed. Oh, very funny. I actually don't know who sent this. Oh, no, I do. No, I don't. Here, I'll find out. I'll have to come back to you. Um, so Louis handed out a card to my dad, and my dad never called. And... Uh, to think my dad could have been in a 90s one-hit wonder band. <laughs> it upsets me beyond belief every day. Would you, would you take the call, George? For Louis Walsh? Yeah, if he says, like, I, I, I want you, I like you, and I fancy you. I would sell out in a second. Yes, yeah, so Honest to God. I'll I do it now. I'll do anything for money. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Um, everyone seems to, everyone seems to, does anyone actually, you don't have to say it, does anyone have an, an encounter or heard of an encounter with Louis Walsh? Okay, I think you're a liar. Um, I would like to tell you all um, about my weirdest celebrity encounter that I had. Um, and it was with um, former TV, now radio, news talk broadcaster, Pat Kenny. Um, now, actually, not, this would have been my first time, not my second one. If you want to play, Jordan, I have my, my second weirdest um, oh, yeah. um, celebrity encounter with Pat. This was a... There's Pat. <laughs> What's the order of that? Do I have... Yeah, so that's... So this is my... Um, In case you need a reference. If you need a reference, this is Pat Kenny. And this is from my unaired um, RTE pilot, Bus Lane Karaoke. Um, so with, I had Pat as the first guest. Hey, um, thanks again, Pat, for helping me get to work on time. Much quicker if I use the bus lane. No, uh, I don't think that's how it works. Ah, oh, crap. 
We play a bit of music. No, 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 ah, seriously, Tony. I really don't think we're supposed to be in this lane. Oh, okay. No, seriously, Tony, I don't think we're supposed to be in this lane. Oh, oh, pan, pan, oh, pan. I can't get any more penalty points. Pat, I can't get any more penalty points. I can't get any. I can't get any more penalty points. I can't get any more penalty points. I can't get any more penalty points. I can't. I can't get any more penalty points. I can't have any more points on my legs. So, um, so they didn't pick it up, uh, or she. <laughs> No, they didn't pick it up. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know Pat Kenny, Pat Kenny used to be the host of, um, of The Late Late Show. Uh, and uh, just to give you a bit of reference, he was always, you just always knew he was gonna say something just ridiculously inappropriate. I mean, a man so inappropriate that he once told a child who wanted to be a break dancer in New York that he had to put black soot on his face if he wanted to be a good one. You can watch this here. Of course, all the, the great, 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 great dancers are in New York, aren't they? Yeah, most of them are black as well. Yeah. What would you do? Would you put a little colour on your face? <laughs> and the kid's like, no. He knows. He knows. John Wick behind him knows. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Pat doesn't know. He's a man who is so cowardly that he once thanked a man for calling him a piece of shit as he broke onto the stage. Um, you're unstoppable arseholes. You arsehole. Thank you very much. You're a piece of shit. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he's a man so inept that he actually thinks Mattress Mick's first name is Mattress. Our studio audience is a very familiar figure there, Mattress Mick. Mattress, Mick, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and mattress, what mattress? What is <laughs> and mattress? What is it about you? So, so we uh, haven't been. I was actually at the Late Late Show when he said that to the kid, me and my mate Joe, um, and we just couldn't believe that he had said this. In, in the audience. And so we were like, we have to just see whatever Pat does. And Pat then they moved on, Ryan Tuberty got the, the Late Late Show, and, uh, and Pat moved on to the front line, right? He started doing the show called The Front Line. And it was only a handful of seasons, and it was, really wasn't getting very good ratings. And we found, we, in college, when I was, this is 2010, so I was, you know, um, 23. And I found that if you go to really crap <laughs> RTE shows, they want a kind of lively audience, so they absolutely Douse you in drink, right? Could have bloody done with that here. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know why I said that. I know, we had to bring our own cans. Um, I'm not having to go to Langton's set. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't go to the bar. Anyway, you're fucking interrupting me. Sorry, you? sorry. Um, so, we, so I, when I was in my last year of college, started firing out emails to every single RTE show, and I said that I'm opinionated on everything, I will speak about anything, you know, and I was like, can I please get some tickets for the front line, as and when, any shows that you do. 
So I got like eight tickets to the front line. And we, we went, Jordan, you were there. Mm -hmm. uh, my mate Joe, who was here, was, was there. And we all went along and just, we absolutely, before the show even started, we just rinsed them full of wine. Or we rinsed them of all their wine. So we were doing all these gags. We kept doing these gags where we'd go to the bar, where they'd given us free wine. And I'd be like, a couple of glasses over to the fine Colini at the end of the bar there. It was all free, you know. <laughs> but I thought this was really funny. And, um, and so we get on, we get on the show. Um, we get on this show and we're in the audience and it's so fucking boring, right? But you know when you're kind of living in that drunk duvet and it's like, you know, you just your eyes are kind of shaking. You're like, your you eardrums are hot. <laughs> yeah, your eardrums are just hot, and you're just like, Anton can fucking happen now. I can do Anton. Like, so we were all feeling really kind of giddy, and they had on a bunch of people who were giving Pat an awful time. Pat was kind of like. They were giving out to him about like all the stuff that was going on with him, trying to take over land from some old woman <laughs> who lived next door, and all this stuff, and he was getting dog's abuse on the show. And Jordan, you popped your hand up. And what was it, what was it exactly you said that you thought would be a very important comment uh, to say on the front line? Because you know they go to the audience, kind of, anyone, any questions for the, for the panel? What was it, can you remember what you said? Yeah, so I said, um and bear in mind, I'm gee-eyed at this point, like this. I'm like a chameleon, you know. And uh, <laughs> I said, what did I say? I said, um, they were talking about the recession. And I said, surely the way to solve a recession is to spend money. But how can we spend money if we're all on the bread line? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nothing statement. No, a nothing statement. Yeah. Especially when they all hear your accent. Like, Who the fuck's yeah. in that town? Yeah, yeah. And I had like a fucking weird, greasy mustache. Yeah. I was hammered. Yeah. Um, it was almost like, you know the, you know the clip where uh, in The Simpsons, where Homer Simpson, it's all like, no, Mr. Simpson, no, no. And he's like, Ugh. That was like his constant face while talking in video. From, but I got a round of applause. You did get a round of applause, yeah. yeah. You did. And yeah. then you followed it up with a line that we still quote to you on a regular basis, which yeah. was, That's just knowledge. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You need to spend money. That's just knowledge. That's just knowledge. And everybody, yeah! <laughs> whatever, for whatever reason, people lap this shit up. And so me being the, you know, the fucking attention-seeking whore that I am, the reptilian part of my brain is all like, I need attention now. <laughs> I need this attention. And so I threw my hand up really quick. And I don't, because I wasn't listening to what they were saying, so I just said, <laughs> I just said, it was someone from the Irish Times on, and I like the Irish Times, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I said, the Irish Times, you're, th you're throwing a lot of numbers of people, <laughs> and you're scaring people, you're fear-mongering. And I think your man was just saying the current cost of rent. <laughs> and I'm like, you're throwing a lot of, you're throwing a lot of uh, numbers of people, you're scaring people. But I want to know, who is going to let you talk about support, right? And this is when I'm really looking for attention here. And my mate Joe is sitting next to me, and I say, who is going to look after my partner when we get married? <laughs> and Joe just went white as a sheet. And he's like... Because this was back in 2010 when pretending to be gay was funny. It wasn't, like, being gay wasn't funny, but pretending, pretending to be gay, to be gay, was, gay funny. was funny. And so I put my hand, I was like, what's going to happen when me and my partner get married? And Pat, quick as a flash, says back, well, it'll be a long time before you two get married. Yeah. 
Which is the exact same reaction yeah. you know what that the audience like? had when they heard that. Just yeah. the, the air was just sucked out of the room. Like, oh. It felt like everyone's PC was covered in latte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was PC gone mad. Anyway, so everyone was like, oh. And uh, the, uh, Pat's little assistant fella, uh, he just, I could see him on the sidelines because I was talking to him before the show and his face just went like, oh, no. Not again. <laughs> it's the same sort of face that you imagine, you know, Chris Brown's publicist has, you know, on a regular basis. Oh, my God, not again. And Pat was even a bit phased by the reaction because everyone in the audience was like, ooh, and everyone's still like, there's a murmur. People are, like, talking. So the show continues on, and we're just like, fucking right, we are fucking langered here, like, forgetting even that we were talking, like, blacking in as we're leaving, do you know what I mean? Being like, oh, yeah, we're leaving now, right? And so... <laughs> We're walking out, and the assistant runs over, and he goes, look, Pat is really sorry for his comment, and he'd like to invite you and your friends up to the green room for a load of drinks. And we're like, well, fucking go! Now, I don't think what you expected was it was going to be eight people getting up, students, you know, thirsty students going up, to the green room, and when I say we fucking drank them out of house and home, I mean it. Yeah. We, we went through all the beer, we went through all the wine, and then at the end they just had like, they had like six bottles of gin, <laughs> right? And so we just kept making up drinks. We were like, give us a G7 there. And they were like, what's that? Gin seven up, don't make me repeat myself. Give us, a, give us a joke, we said. What's that, a gin and coke? Uh, give us a, look, no coke anymore, give us a gerange. <laughs> Gin and orange. And Pat was, uh, was holding court with all of us, and we were just fucking, and we didn't like him, like, but we were like absolute sycophants. We were just like, Pat, you're just brilliant. You're just amazing. Pat, you, you're so smart. Why is it you're just doing current affairs? You need to be doing everything. And he was all like, he was telling us about, he was like, who do you support, Pat? And he goes, United. And I was, and I was like, "Oh, what do you think you know you should be doing?" He's like, "I just think they should be just passing the ball to Rooney, do you know? <laughs> they just need to keep passing the ball to Rooney." And you're like, "You're so fucking smart, pa." You should be doing the sport. You pa. should be doing the sport. Get done for you out there. It needs to be you in there doing the sport. And he was lapping it up, and he was loving it. And I was getting so like, this is a con. This was like a, I was a con artist. I was pretending to be gay for the sake of free drink, you know. And I was getting kind of, you know. I was getting so excited by the con that I started, like, genuinely, I was like, this is fucking, I'm untouchable. And my girlfriend was there at the same time. And I kept trying to, like, kiss her. And she was all like, no, you forget why we're in here. You have to pretend to be offended and gay, right? But I eventually was like, no, nah, look, this is great. We're fucking, we're living off this free drink. And I start, we start scoring the whole off each other <laughs> in the green room, defeating the whole purpose of us being there, me being an offended homosexual. And I broke the one rule that I learned from Will Smith in the movie Focus, never drop the con. <laughs> the greatest logline <laughs> in the history of film. Well, actually, second greatest logline after Salt. Who is Salt? <laughs> but who is Salt? Angelina Jolie, Salt. Who is Salt? <laughs> Have a guess. I actually don't know. It could be like her boss or something, but I'm assuming <laughs> it's her. And so I start kissing my girlfriend aggressively. Well, she was into it. And, uh, and the assistant gets really pissed off at this. 
Well, he, he seemed to be like kind of ushering us out. Actually, before we get onto that, yeah, yeah key part, before we got ushered out, what well, was happening? Well, before George? that, you, you, we were all asking him about Roy Keane. Mm. Can you remember? We were. And, and Pat says to us, being like, guys, between me and you, uh, I know what Roy Keane really said in Saipan, got him sent home. Yeah. And I can't remember. And he was all like, oh, it wasn't what he said. You know, he's like, oh, you just wouldn't believe. He went on this tirade, and he told us exactly what it was that Roy Keane said. And for the life of me, I can't fucking remember what it was. No. Oh, and I should add, for some reason, this is how uh, untrustworthy the human brain is, right? So when I think of this memory, sure, I, am, I have a picture of Pat Kenny, and he's wearing really blue jeans and a cowboy hat. <laughs> okay. All but right. I know that's not true. <laughs> but he is. I think you were getting a bit of delirium tremens well, when you were in there, George. Fucking hammer. George as well, because he was fairly langer to begin with before he went in. He then was, he just starts, you know when you just have to steal? You know when there's just, you're past that kind of... I don't know what? if I mentioned, but I will take anything free and anything not nailed down. He went, in, he went into the green room, right? Actually, we were chatting to Pat, we are chatting about Roy Keane, and all we hear is... And our friend runs around to the green room, and Jordan is in there booting a fucking football in the green room. It's bouncing off all the walls. And then he comes into the green room, like, all right, fine, pocket. And he takes out of his pockets, like, six remote controls. No, they were down my trousers. They were down his trousers. Yeah. And then they were kind of like, I think your friend should leave. And you're like, ah! <laughs> you ran out. And got sick on the stairs. Yeah, I, I, I was sick down the stairs in RTE. It was like um, like a '90s rock feature in a in a fucking uh, garden. But yeah, filled with sick. Yeah, it was. It was disgusting. It was bright red. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of wine, and uh, and then the and then they were like, all right, kind of, it, it's come to a point here. You know, we need you. We need you to leave. You know, and I was like, oh, what they think? They think it's because they think it's because they think that I'm not gay, right? So after stopping kissing my girlfriend, they were like, oh, I think you should go, right? And I start shouting, I'm bi, I'm bi, I'm bi. <laughs> I'm screaming, I'm bi, it's fine, I'm bi. And then Pat says, well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and we left. Yeah. And then we broke onto the, uh, the fair cities. Uh, this is not, this is a, and um, smoked uh, an, uh, a legal spliff, which was the style yeah. at the time. Uh, from the head shops, uh, advertised as an incense stick, you know? But you'd go in there being like, yeah, can I have an incense stick and some bath salts for a nice relaxing night, please, <laughs> you know? Um, and, um, and that was it. I should have ended on the applause. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, I would like, please, if I may, to make a couple of people here famous by being a player in my teen comedy drama show, The Frigid. I would like to have some actors, please, we have a script, you're not gonna get it wrong, but I would love someone to come up here, there's a script there, and there's a script there, I need two people to come up here to the front. Who is Anyone will do it, anyone can do it, please, just do who, it. it. Who's familiar it. with you're the thinking, frigid? oh, will I do it, will my mate do it? Please, we need people to come up Tony, here. Tony, Tony, let's ask, who is familiar with the frigid? Who is familiar with the teen comedy drama, the frigid? With, uh, of course, Boner is the character I play. Anyone? You, you're coming down, come on down. Who else is okay? We need, a, we need a, a, a lady. Can we need a lady? Can we have a lady, please? Down yes, here, please. Come here. on down. <laughs> no, uh, there's a script right there. Thank you. Thank you. What's your name? 
Faye, nice to meet you. Faye, do you want to talk, Faye, you want to talk into the Faith, microphone? Faith, Faye, thank you very much, Faye. You, you can chat into there. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. And um, where's the buff thing that was upstairs? <laughs> What's the crack? It was a crack, bro. <laughs> here you are, right here. Okay. Speaking of Ricky Martin. Ooh so la la. If you're not, no, please just stay there. <laughs> no, no. Please. Um, and you can move that mic if you want. You know what you're doing? You can kind of move that. Or you can just take it out of the thing if you'd like. You can take it out of the... Out and of what's the your order. name, sorry? Uh, Jamie. Jamie. Thank you nice so much. Nice to meet you, Jamie. Go to Jamie and Fate. <laughs> okay. Jamie, feel free to uh, take the microphone out if you need to. Okay. So, if you're not familiar, the Frigid is a kind of... It's kind of American Pie-style Dawson's Creek story. Uh, kind of, you know, very heavily based on my exploits of trying to lose my virginity. Um, when I was when I was 15, um, and there's a couple of different characters. Okay, so we're gonna have um, so Jordan. I would like you to be Florence Pugh in this. Naturally, yeah. one of the characters. Um, uh, Faith, would you like to be Ushin Fuckstein, aka Fuckler? Absolutely. Great. Okay. So the whole so Ushin Fuckstein is a Sean William Scott type um, who has kissed over a hundred girls. <laughs> uh, I will play, of course, uh, the titular Frigid Boner is his name the protagonist. He is woke and wants to meet a girl, but wants to wait for the right one. Um, Jordan, you will play Florence Pugh, who is a pouty, talented actor, uh, and still has her impeccable Russian accent from her stint in the movie Black Widow. Um, and uh, what was your name again, sir? Uh, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, you're going to play Zach Braff, <laughs> who is a protective jock and former doctor. Um, <laughs> can we have the, the opening music, please? Okay. All right. Go for a fate. We made it, Boner. The Dublin Comic Con. Yeah. Taste that. <laughs> That's a sweet taste of fresh geek girl tongues ready for the <laughs> slathering. <laughs> Set your epileptic sex eel to shock Boner. <laughs> you can kiss his virginity. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, easy now, fuckler. Hey, the name's Buckstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, these girls are beautiful, talented cosplayers, but I want to get to know what's under all those masks. Now you're talking, boner. Licks tongue vigorously. Do I have to do that? You kind of like No, no, you don't. Uh, you kind of like this. <laughs> I'm not talking about their tongues, fuckler. Look, I know you've kissed over a hundred girls at the Gale Talked. But when I lose my virginity, I want it to be special with the right one. I don't get it, boner. <laughs> if I was like you, I'd be slanging tongue all over Dublin. Convention center. <laughs> You're in the A class. You got a tight little bod with a sweet... <laughs> Say it. Sweet. With a, with a, a sweet... Pink asshole. <laughs> you know how to play Colorblind by Counting Crows on the piano. Not to mention, you know all the changes <laughs> George Lucas made. George Lucas made. In 19, 1997 Star Wars Remastered Silver VHS box set. These whores right. would be lucky to have you. Whores? Don't call them that. Stop. Don't you ever talk about women that way, Fuckler. Sorry, boner. Just horny, I guess. My mouth, Mickey, smells well so much. <laughs> smells so much that it cuts off the air to my brain sometimes. Holy shit, that's Florence Pugh, 
boner. You should get her autograph. She's so beautiful and smart and talented. Why would she want to sign something belonging to a piece of shit like me? Just do it. Okay. Song change. Hi, Florence Pugh. I loved you in Black Widow. Hey, I over... Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, you're still Russian. Man. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Uh, oh, wow. Love you, Dr. Ian McCallum from Jurassic Park. Love a Goldblum costume. You're a really nice bare chest. Oh my. oh, my God. You're the first person to notice my Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park Jeff Goldblum costume. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does Jeff Goldblum impression, it says here. Uh, people think I'm just some generic Fordite eyed fuck. Well, I love Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs in general. My favorite thing about them is when they eat people. Wow, you know about dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs are cool. But I think my favorite thing in the world is listing all of the changes to the 1997 Star Wars Remastered Silver VHS box set to people who haven't seen them yet. Wow, me too. Cool. Sorry. Uh, well, what are you doing later? I'm staying nearby, and I have the videos in my luggage. Okay, this is it, Boner. She's the one. Play it cool. Uh, Florence Pugh, I know we just met, but I'm wondering if you'd like to shift my face. Oh, sorry. I forgive you. Music's playing. It's supposed to be. No, no, go back. You've ruined it. Just turn it up there. It'll kick in. Oh. I was wondering if, it, and then who interrupts? Zach Braff. No. Doctor, doctor, is there a doctor in the house? Yup. This scrub is in session of my diagnosis. The patient seems to be suffering from some unclapped cheeks. He smacks her. <laughs> he smacks her arse. Ha ha ha! You're so funny, Boner. This is my boyfriend, Zach Braff. Zach, we're just chatting about Star Wars and dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm not really into magic and spells. <laughs> but when you're a doctor like me, the real magic is those boys in the green and blue scrubs. Like me and my pal Turk. Oh, we didn't give you, Turk. You could be Turk. I'll be Turk. I was in Clueless. Anyway, babe, take two of these nuts and call me in the morning. See you later, brainer. It's boner, actually. Whatever. He jocks boner to reveal an average-sized penis. With a peculiarly long foreskin. Well, I guess we found fungi. <laughs> no! Now everyone knows! Haha! <laughs> oh, vow! We'll see you around, Bolner! See you, see you around, Florence Pugh. The girl of my dreams. The end. Thank you, guys. Thank you, James. Thank you, Jamie. And Round Faith. of applause to our players. Thank you very much. So, um, sorry. So that's it. <laughs> Did we have a good time? Can I please get a round of applause for the man with the index finger, Jordan Daniel? And again, a huge thanks to the Cat Laughs for their summer series. I've been Tony Cantwell. This has been Tony Cantwell Shit Show Live. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. Yeah, one more time.